0: Welcome to the Indie Comics section. Join us as we take you through the pages of some of the best stories and art that's available in the comic book industry. From trivia to book discussions and to interviews, this is Indie Comics. Alrighty, you guys, and uh, this is it. This is the uh, roundtable discussion of The Warren Hope. And with me today, I have...
1: Jeff, how you guys doing today? Jeff, my right hand man. I'm doing really, really good. How how are you doing? Oh, I'm fine, man. It's uh just uh great as can be actually. I just uh Recently got okayed for my uh, press pass for Long Beach Comic Con. Jeff will be representing us
0: at Long Beach Comic Con, as will uh, Wild Cards from yep. from Gamer Culture. So definitely check out for Gamer them. Culture. Yep, and we're gonna media. we're both gonna be there in force, even though it's just gonna be us two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eric, Eric and I are gonna kind of take a break on this one just for a little bit. Uh, you've had a lot going on, yeah, so <laughs> we're, we're getting full first full. Full force ready for uh, Stanley's Comic Con, so we've got some big stuff. Yeah, yeah that is that. coming up. Um, I do want to ask before we introduce our next guest. Um, now, have you reread the War and Hope since we just interviewed? I, glean- I gleaned. You gleaned. I gleaned. It was so good, you had to go back. Yeah.
1: Okay. Good. Exactly. That's, that's, that's good. That's, that's a good start. Especially because of the artwork. I just the artwork just stuns me every time I look at each page. Yeah. And we'll definitely talk about that later. And today
0: we have an awesome guest, our grand guest. Our
1: grand guest. I thought you were about to call him
2: Grandpa, dude. <laughs> our Grandpa. <laughs> well, I am wearing a shirt that says "G.I. Mold." Yeah. G.I. Mold. G.I. Mold. Uh, this is Albert uh, from the Stuff and Junk Show and Spoilers Please podcast. I, I've been here before, but not this new place.
0: No. Yeah, that's right. You're in the new HQ of the Grand Geek Gathering. So. Yes, indeed. With cat. With cat. HQ with cat. And, get, uh, um, how are you doing? Uh, how are you doing? I think this is, is this your first indie comics? No, no, no he did,
1: no. um... I did he, one last year. He did the Gene, Ewan, Lang book. Uh, Yang That's book. That's right, did. I did do that one. Boxers and Saints. Boxers and what Saints. What he said. That was a great
0: episode. Um, that was a good discussion, too. Yeah, um, that was awesome. a great one. So, um... Yeah. So, what have you been reading besides that? Is this is this like one of the few books you've been reading lately?
2: Well, as you guys know, I'm more of a movie watcher than a book reader, but but yeah, this is probably we arguably arguably uh, one of the few new books that I've read that I haven't gleamed on that isn't in Marvel Unlimited because I have a Marvel Unlimited account and I've just kind of been catching up on a bunch of Marvel stuff on that. Yeah. That
0: counts. I mean, that's that's good that you're reading comics, you know. Oh, sure,
2: sure, sure. So Awesome. Although, by the way, I do also have my own comic strip, so there's that too. Yes, absolutely.
0: (laughs) We'll plug it at the end, of course. Um, Okay, so first off, let's talk about um, The War and Hope. Um, I guess we'll just start off with, this is a Kickstarter thing going on right now um, in its final days. So please, 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 please pledge. Please back this up. I'm so excited. We've got to read the first five, um, not even complete five issues. Like Some of the artwork's not even complete yet, and all the other stuff is not complete yet. And it is gorgeous, and it is so worth it. And I I, I enjoyed it so much that I actually added money to my pledge, because I want this to happen so badly. So uh, we're recording this in advance, so I don't know what exactly the total is right now, but... If it's not yet funded, or if it already has funded, keep funding it. All I heard is that goodies. he's at.
1: All I heard is that he's at about sixty-seven percent completion of funds right
0: now, and that is as of Thursday that we or yeah. Wednesday that we're recording. So he's roughly this.
1: about two-thirds of the way.
0: Uh, we're we recording this a week in advance of before this comes up. Um, anyway, so uh, that's available. We'll get that out of the bag right now. The War and Hope is on Kickstarter right now. Um, okay, so let's start off with you, Jeff, since you read it and you were going back. What, are, what do you think
1: are the kind of the staple things about this book? The staple thing about this book is that, in a way, it is almost like a combination of all the great apocalyptic type themes yet rolled into one, and yet at the same time, it is fresh and inviting in the way that he executes it. I mean, yeah, it's easy to go about the apocalyptic route and go by zombie apocalypse because, hey, Walking Dead, everybody's read it or seen the show. Or, you know, people have read several type of revelations-types books, or if you're a Bible reader or something, we've seen that kind of stuff before. But this, I think it begs, borrows, and steals from all the different types of themes out there to make something that's quite coherent here. And I think that's what the true, uh, the real nitty-gritty of this story is. And I think it's what makes it wickedly awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Albert, what about you? I, I agree with Jeff is saying, and I also agree with what Fuzzy
2: said last episode was that uh, this is not a post-apocalypse, because there's a lot of post-apocalypse works out there. Yeah. This is the apocalypse. Yeah. And, and this is also isn't the pre-apocalypse, which is a lot of works out there. It is Nobody, the apocalypse. Not, not very many properties really cover the actual apocalypse. Yep. So I really appreciate that this is the direction they went. And uh, yeah, I do yep. like the fact that it does deal with revelations, because that's a fascinating aspect of the Bible. Oh, yeah. But not very many people take advantage of, like, like Fuzzy did say. Um, and I think part of it, too, is because there's a lot of... Uh, People that might get offended. It's by a, your it's, take? a con- it's a con- it's
1: a controversial thing, so it's yeah. like it's something nobody
2: necessarily wants to touch. Exactly, exactly. But I do like that he actually went ahead and did it. I know, uh, but he made it different enough that it doesn't almost doesn't feel like there are revelations. Yeah, no, but at the no, same it really time, doesn't. yeah. But at the same time, I do like the fact. It's that It's like scientific.
0: A, yeah. It's like not scientific. It's like yeah, it's like sci-fi. Like what would really, really happen? Like back, you know, back when the Bible was written and everything, or you know, yeah. through all the changes and stuff like that. You know, they envision all this. Horrible, crazy things where, like, an hour, you know, where we kind of look at him like, "That's eh, nothing" we can, compared to all these other stories and horror things. That yeah, <laughs> of course, happened. Now he has like guns and like all these other like like modern things that kind of add on to like how right. fear, you know, how scary it is. So, um, yeah. Before we go, I'm gonna, this is the uh, this is the official synopsis of this book. It's the War and Hope is a study um, how we deal with loss, hope, fear, and trust. All this from the point of view of Clara, a young woman who went from taking care of children to being a survivalist, fight for her life and also the lives of others. And I think there's like the simplest and what he says, that's his elevator pitch. And I think it works out really well. Like, I think just going into it, just knowing that I think it works for this book. Um, Yeah. But yeah, um, I think for me, well, we'll go, wait, wait. So if you had to compare this book to anything else that you've either watched, read, or anything like any other kind of media, medium, what, what would it be? Because I, I was thinking about this as I was reading it. I was like, man, this reminds me of this one thing. But I want to go. I don't want to go first though. Yeah, I'll go first.
2: Uh, Gears of War. That's
0: exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Yeah, Gears yeah. of War. And yeah. you know what? We didn't touch on that at all in the last episode. I was totally thinking Gears of War the whole time. Like, it's so cool. It's like Gears of War, except for, like, not as, like, insanely crazy big monsters, but these are, like, kind of, like, the same size. Well, like,
2: to be fair, we don't know if that's the direction it's still going to go. That's true. That is true. But what I like
0: about this one is that, like, not everything is so gigantic and scary. This one is more, like, these are kind of, like, the same size as you, and they're kind of a little bit more um, vocal. And I guess aware, and that's a little bit more scary for on my front. Like if I was, and I, if I wasn't either one of them, well, I wouldn't be as scared. I guess in in um, Gears of War because you know they have a chainsaw shotgun, so that's kind of pr- that's pretty threatening and pretty awesome. But like I don't know, maybe that's just me.
2: There's another video game too. Uh, I don't know if, if you're gonna say this, Jeff, but uh, Metro, the Metro is a game series which is primarily underground in the subway tunnels. Yeah. yeah. In, oh, okay. in, in, in Russia. So that's I also get kind of like the feel of that as well.
0: Yeah, I've never played Metro. But, um, yeah, I, I just I thought it was so interesting that this game series where I actually only played, like, maybe 30 minutes of the first game <laughs> all the way back when. And I was like, man, this reminds me so much of this. Like, this one game that I don't know anything about, really. But, um, anyway, yeah, so sorry. I just wanted to kind of throw that out there. I thought that, that was kind of interesting. What did you guys think about the characters? Well, hold on. Jeff, do you nope. have an answer to that question? Jeff, I'm so sorry. <laughs>
1: well, I'll tell you right now. It just kind of goes back to what I was saying. I mean, there were so many inspirations that I saw here. I mean... Off the top of my head right now, when it comes to the central story of what Clara is dealing with, and how others would deal with this midst of the apocalypse, if anything, it almost kind of takes—I mean, I know I just said it already, but it's the same way as Walking Dead was, really. It's really the message of how people are going to handle when the end of times comes, because this is literally the end of times, as it is going on right now. So— what she does and the decisions that she makes i think is very reminiscent of what others like rick grimes did in walking dead and that's what i loved about that more than anything else but at the same time you saw a whole plethora of other things i mean i saw <laughs> i saw um, angels and demons in there as well but yeah. you know that, that that's you know that that's going right for the gullet right there when you look at the at the similarities i mean it, it's just too darn good it's it's Indescribably amazing what you can see when you see these kind of similarities right there.
0: Absolutely, we're not going to spoil too much about um, the fourth and fifth issue right now. Uh, we're doing this roundtable because even though this is being on Kickstarter, you can read the first two issues on his website, on Fuzzy Joseph's web- website. If, yep. you just, uh, if you just if you just Google, I don't have it right in front of me, but Google Fuzzy Joseph, uh, I'm sure it'll take you to his page somehow, and you can read the first two issues. So we're mostly going to be talking about maybe the first three. Um, because hopefully this will be released out soon and you'll be able to get it. And he said that, and also, like, it will be available on Comicsology as well. Yeah. So, um, we'll try to, we'll definitely try to stay away from too many spoilers. Uh, but yeah, so, like, again, I highly recommend if you, um, for you to go on his website right now and read the first two issues. And then, uh, yeah.
2: So, wait, yeah, are you saying you can spoil up to issue three? Or, no, I
0: think, I think we can talk about it as a series as a whole, but maybe not spoil too much of the fir- four and five. Like, we can talk about, all right. Great areas. Sure. What do you guys what do you think? That's fu- that's fine. Yeah. Could be, it's gonna be very broad broad statements, sir. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: We'll just do spoiler warning. <laughs> um uh Clara, I think was a very strong um I think she's a cool main character. Uh the story doesn't focus too much on character development, but you definitely do get with the rushed uh pace, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. You yeah, get a that. sense of how they react to such events and so you don't get a lot of development but you get a lot of understanding of how they reacting like how they react to things i guess to certain situations um and she's pretty badass especially for somebody who was a babysitter right beforehand
1: but yeah that's just me what about you guys no i agree with what you're saying there i i i think that was almost what the intent of this was right here i don't think it's supposed to be so much character driven i think the entire point of the story was if anything, it was almost like set it was almost like setting the mood and setting the world actually. So I don't think there was much of an opportunity for much character development, except on a deep level. We do see some with Clara, but other than that, you know, you see others not as many dimensions come out yet, but I think that was intentional. I think that's where, you know, we oh, have yeah. to, we, it's... We, we definitely have to we, we de- definitely have to wait and see what, what, what comes in store for many of these people.
2: Yeah. Well I have to reiterate, it was intentional. Remember Fuzzy did said he wanted to just go like yeah, move these along fast-paced kind of thing. Yeah. As somebody who actually does like a lot of character development, I'm a little disappointed with that because at the same time, I want to know more about Clara. Like right now, all we know about her is through the exposition from her monologue, and that's mostly it and how she reacts to certain things. Sure. But at the same time, you're really reading the book more for what happens in the book as opposed to what the, who the characters really are.
0: Because that can always, for me, that can always be explored later on. Sure. Um, you
1: can come back to it.
0: I like the fact that this story, which is actually, I don't think we've had a story like this one where it was basically all action. Well, maybe it was like Mark Guggenheim's and uh, Stringer's. So it was basically it was all action, oh, fast that was paced. Action but left that's because right. that's what that world is. That's what that story was. It was oh, basically yeah. like that one was basically like if you're not if you're not there at at this certain point in time, then you already lost and you might as well have just give up and give up. Like you have to be fast paced. So the
2: story yeah. was fast paced. Where on this one, it's like I'm going to fucking die. Well, I don't run I I would say the pacing for this book is actually more of like a case of like like whiplash because it's going from from set piece to set piece to set piece where in a normal story it settles down you know she'll go to a town and then it'll settle down and then the action piece will come in later on this one you know slight spoiler but she goes to the town and the action piece happens right away, yeah, you know, so yeah. it it does move things really fast, and for some people like myself, it's a little too fast, but I can see the appeal of of just having plot point true plot point true plot point,
0: yeah, absolutely, um well, I mean, what do you think about the secondary characters i mean we, we had we had uh, we had a couple uh the Spanish guy was amazing, and uh I mean I don't know what, what do you think I and mean, we had ariel you had you had the kid, yeah,
1: <laughs> of course, briefly uh, well um, of course, we know what happens to them, so I'm not really going to spoil what happens to them. But uh, yeah, yeah, they. ominous much. Yeah, I know as right? much. No, Ariel. Much.
0: Ariel is Ariel's cool. There's a lot more you can say about Ariel, just because. I mean, it's 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 it, it's cool because this is this is a a story about loss and you know how to, how to move on, and yet also having twists and turns in life as well. And I think that that's going without with spoiling. That loss. That yeah, but I mean, but then he. But do you, especially in this world? D- I,
2: I would say it's really more a story about war and hope. Because a- after every bad thing that happens, there's always a glimmer of of hope, hope. that happens right after. But then, then something bad happens again, and uh-huh. then there's another he glimmer said it. of. He said hope. it. So it's it, that, that's kind of that seems. I'm not sure if that was intentional, but that's the that's what I got out of it. Like no. after every bad thing that happens, something else positive will kinda of happen to you and then until it becomes bad again. Yeah.
1: Exactly. no, I see that and that's very spot on actually. Yeah. But of course, uh the further you read in the entire story you realize that little glimmer of hope then suddenly starts to turn dark once again. In yeah. fact very until, dark. until it becomes good again. And it so becomes that's what I good mean again there's so multiple got...
2: times in well I know yeah. we're talking about three issues. In the five issues that, that there is a lot of like downs and highs, downs lows and highs. Yeah. You know, it was kinda of like that,
1: you know so It was yeah. 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 yeah.
0: And I mean, I if I was I, running away from you know a bunch of demons and stuff like that, I'm pretty sure it would be the same. Thing. Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah, definitely. But and,
0: um, yeah, I mean, okay. So you know, we're talking a lot about the pacing. So I, I, Albert, you said you had a little bit of uh, issue with it. So what what would you want from because, like we said, we haven't seen a lot of stories that are that are in the middle of the apocalypse. You know, this right. is this is one where it's kind of like. You're stuck right in, like right at, like right after the beginning of it, like during, like the peak of it. So, what, what do you, what would you, what would you want to see if this were to continue?
2: Well, I'm not sure, because well, I sure issue three and all, but issue five at the end of issue five, it goes in a somewhat different direction. Yeah. But um, uh, it, and the reason why I said it reminds you of Gears of War because Gears of War was like that. Even though the name of the book, the name of the game has Gears of War in it, you don't really see the war much. Okay it's always like in the sidelines and in this book the, you don't really see the war much they're always like in the sidelines so i'm not sure if that's once again intentional but and i'm not sure if that's what they're going to keep going at it but that's what it feels like to me yeah i i think no I, actually yeah yeah, the, yeah so imagine the apocalypse and you're living it but you're able to be on the on the outskirts of the actual like horrificness of the apocalypse. Somehow you're able to be just on the edge of it all.
0: Yeah, and, and like we talked about a little bit on the last episode with episode, you know, that issue five kind of changes everything. Do you think that things will slow down? Do you think the pace will change? Oh, no,
2: I think the pace will be even faster. Yeah, I Okay.
1: Feel, yeah. yeah. when you read five, you'll see that it's going to become even more faster now. Okay. Because, because, I, I, because, I, because a new theater is basically introduced Oh okay. When it comes yep. to that. Yeah, what do, what do you think about the pacing? the pacing i think was spot on and see see in my opinion i do like character development but at the at the on the other end of the spectrum i think the pacing is exactly what is needed for this particular thing because if this had been a post apocalyptic story then I could see the point of maybe slowing it bit down just a bit. Yeah, because that's about humanity who is already... Exactly. Like, they have a
0: story to tell, where this one, it's like exactly. they, they have to survive. This like, is this like, is literally like... Their story doesn't matter.
1: Well, that I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> even say that. It's more like, yeah, you know what? I do have a story to tell, but just wait a minute. I'm being chased by freaking demons yeah. right now let so su- just hold on
0: let me survive this high this this hallway yeah, let me quick. survive
1: this part <laughs> first so that's why i think the pacing actually is quite adequate and appropriate to this particular story and if anything i'll tell you right now i read all the issues in 45 minutes flat i mean yeah. that's why i think the, why i think it was so darn good that pacing you know just, it's a it reoccur- it's a reoccurring thing i feel like the
0: last like six books we've done like it's you're just like oh it's a fast paced i need i need to find us something
2: slow <laughs> yeah, uh, i was the same way too i read through all five issues for in four or five minutes because of the fact like you said you kind of want to see where it's going to go next and that's the strength of the right. story is you want to see where it's going to go next hence why i'm saying like there's kind of like a whiplash effect to every plot turn that happens yep because because as soon as you're ready to like okay i think I can close the book nope i want to see what happens there now <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> is, is that kind of a feeling
0: yeah i um I, for me, um, I, I want to. I'm going to agree with Jeff. I like the pace because, again, it is. It's like we're not really here to tell a story, or we're not, we're not really here to tell my story. We're here to tell the story of how the fuck I survived this shit. And and so, I think in a in a subject or in a predicament like this, it it makes more sense. Like in Stringers as well. Like Stringers, we got a little bit of character development, but one like for a couple scenes but it was all about them being at the place at the right time before anybody else it was a race and that and so again we didn't get as much character development because it was all about how and and you got the character development by like you know from like the sound effects like how the how the how they drove their car like where they would drive and how insane they would drive and all this other stuff like it, it was like the car was more their personality um indicator i guess for the reader but um you know and in this one it's just this whole like oh i'm meeting this one person over here oh they may be bad but maybe i'm not i don't really know what's going on okay oh they definitely are bad oh my god they're even worse and stuff like that like it's just it's kind of like going like that where you just kind of read all the new people and to see
2: okay who would you trust who do i trust but i think part of the advantage that we've read other genres before other media kind of not dealing with the same exact topic well i think to be fair, yes. The same exact topic. And the lack of character development might be a hindrance to people who aren't familiar with this genre, because you know, honestly, I'm kind of like, this not really attached to Clara at all. I mean, I like her from what she is, and she's the protagonist of the book so far, but all the other characters, I could care less, quite honestly, because I have no idea if they're going to live or die, and yeah. it's not really giving me enough reason to care if they live or die. Clara, so yes, because she's the protagonist, but I just want a little bit more to feel like, like if she died, I would really like be torn up. I don't. know. I liked Ariel. I cared about
0: Ariel. I mean, she. Um, it, it was. It was kind of, you know. I think there was a lot of weight to that. To that character as well. I mean, as if you when you read four and five. So, um, but I mean, that's just me. Um, but yeah, I can definitely un- um completely understand understand that. What do you think? What do you think that this uh, book kind of brings to the whole independent comic industry? or just for a reader.
1: Well, I think in my case, you know, while it is something that does have fast pace to it, I think this is actually the the perfect example and even fuzzy talked about this in his in in our interview. I think this is the perfect example about how you can translate some things from the Bible into a comic book story and make it interesting to the that the actual masses would be able to gobble up. I think this was amazing. I mean, I, not every story in that book is as you know controversial as Revelations or probably as good you, you would have as much. But this kind of led me to think, you know, what there are other stories in that that you could possibly tweak around and make it into your own. And I think that's what it could bring into the in, in into comics nowadays is. Go with good old classic stories like that and bring them to a modern-day audience. Do you think that that would be successful? I think that would be successful, actually. Agreed. You, you, you'd have to tweak it, of course, but I think it could be done. Well, the,
2: the, the best thing about choosing Revelations is that Revelations by itself is very vague. Yes. Like It, it talks about some stuff that happens at very poetic levels, in a, in a which can be interpreted in many different ways,
1: exactly.
2: Yeah, so Revelations is perfect to adapt, and exactly. yeah, Fazi's right. There it needs to be more more uh, stories out there adapting Revelations, short of people being, you know, having, you know, being scared from religious people who go, "Hey, I don't want you to uh, interpret it that way."
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. and that, and you're exactly right. You hit it on the w- head perfectly with Revelations. It's so open ended that you can interpret it however you want, pretty much, and put out your own book about it.
0: But uh, if they were gonna do um, Bible. Based uh, comics, like like this, like kind of more actiony sci- sci-fi. Uh, what would be the the what would be the demographic?
2: What would be the target audience? The same target audience as I mean, this book itself or the premise?
1: J- um, the premise or the book actually? Just, those are two I would say the things. book
2: has a different kind of target demographics as opposed to like people who are really interested with revelations in the Bible. Because if that was the case, then I point people to Sandman. Sandman yes. and Lucifer are perfect books by Neil Gaiman that, that, yeah. would, that would pretty much gear towards people who like mythology and the Bible because it kind of has its own take on all the other stuff and, that in, <laughs> it. and, and in it. Yeah. And Preacher to an extent. Yeah, and Preacher as well I don't know about Preacher. Yeah. But, the, but the actual, like I said, like we are saying, the pacing, the action-based uh, storytelling of, yeah. of Warren Hope is pretty much geared more towards like people like us who like video games, who like anime, yep. who like comic kind of books, you know, the, the more action-oriented kind of adventure storylines. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to add that even if you're for for you listeners who are listening to this and you're going like, well, I don't know much about the Catholic Bible or whatever, you're like, why should I care? Well, the thing is though, is that this book doesn't really rely on you to know all that no, stuff. yeah, not at no, all. You not at all. Prior knowledge. Not at all. But but the, the basics. It's the more references. There. You could say it's an Easter egg.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. It is a very demo- a very demonic Easter egg. <laughs> <laughs> There's no dragon in this
0: sky, though, but that's 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 yet. Oh yes, they're underground. I, I agree with you guys. I think that would be really really cool. I think we're you know interpreting you know like the Lord of the Rings into graphic novels and all that other stuff. Stuff is already existing and stuff like that. Books.
2: Why well, not the Bible? For some reason, I just thought of Stephen King's The Stand.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. But I think that's already a comic series. Maybe as well. Is it? I think so. I th- I'm pretty sure they already turned it. Well, into either way, it. if
2: you like The Stand, you might like this book as well.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, okay, so I guess maybe like uh, we'll wrap this up in a little bit. Um, let's talk about the last thing, the art. So uh, Fuzzy Joseph is mostly an artist. Uh, I mean, he, I'm not saying that he's not a writer, because he is, and he, he does a great job writing. But his biggest thing is art. Um, and what do you guys think about his art in this? Especially for it, some of it not being finished from what we got to see.
2: So w- what we did read, was that finished or not?
0: Um, issue 5 was not finished, and um, all the all the issues are going to be um, a lot more... Uh, they're going to be touched up and okay. fixed a little bit.
2: That's what it felt like to me. When I was reading it, Like this definitely looks unfinished. So I'm not sure if I want to do a final a final tally on exactly what, what I feel about de- the art. I mean, character design, a little
0: bit of uh, background and whatnot, I guess, and uh, atmosphere as well. I mean, if you want to.
1: Jeff? I'll tell you right now, the thing is, I was getting that feeling too. I was looking at these thinking like these aren't finished, completely finished, are they? But at the same time, I thought that conveyed the ma- message perfectly because the unfinished character of these images in each of the in each of the uh, picture panes it gives kind of a bleakness that I would expect out of an apocalyptic type of story. Ah, I would disagree. And The reason for that is because I think Fuzzy even alluded to this
2: needs more black, yeah. needs more shadows. Yeah. Right. Right now, the way it is right now, what we've read, the unfinished product, it's a little too light for me for the for the subject matter.
0: And I'll agree with that, especially since it's supposed to be underground and everybody's supposed to be hidden and stuff like that. I you need. All the darkness and, um, you know, and and you needed to feel cluttered so you feel the urgency and you feel how much pressure there is in this world. Oh,
1: yeah, you see, but you see, that's the entire thing. I was looking at it from the perspective that I could already envision it there. Oh. That's why when I was looking at those panes, it didn't matter to me so much. I already saw the shadows even without them actually being drawn there. Oh,
2: fair enough, fair yeah, enough, yeah, fair and, enough. And, and,
1: and that's how I do many of my comics like that, especially if they're just you know, we, a we, lot of it in solid black and white. We kind of said the same thing, I believe, about mind management uh, yeah, last year. Yeah, we did, ki- did kind of. And it was,
0: it, it was kind of the same thing and cool and different. It was just something we couldn't see before. It was like so much detail and then yet not. And then yeah. so much emptiness and then yet not. And then yet it was full of like emotion. It was weird. But this one, yeah, I, I want a little bit more more i guess in the background of just coloring and just a little bit more of um, oh, yeah. of yeah just i guess more urgency of i need to not be where i'm standing right now if the story is going to be like a big fast-paced pro- progression um i think it would be really cool if every single uh panel felt so cluttered that like you're just hoping that in the next panel like they're in a completely different spot like they're just have to basically have to keep moving because it's yeah. just like wherever they are they're not in the right place
2: i feel what do you think Wait. So this is still going to be a mostly a black and white comic strip, comic book, right? Yeah, black, white, and red. Okay, okay and cool, cool. Silver-ish. Let's pick up the red. I I do like they that they focus on the red stands out and the way it's supposed to stand out in in this kind of book.
0: I think it works better than Sin City, but we think we all know that I'm not I'm not a big F- Frank Miller fan.
1: Sorry, we know, to Tyler. Sorry to we disappoint. Know. We know. <laughs> Sorry,
0: but I mean I, I do say I think he uses it a lot better than. In this situation, Now he totally uses it perfectly here. So, I didn't mean to like. <laughs> sorry, what were you gonna say? No, that,
2: that was what I was gonna oh, say. Oh, Okay, good. yeah,
0: red. The red was good. All righty. Well, um, cool. This episode kind of flew by quickly. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to go too fast, but I enjoyed the hell out of this, and I can't wait to read more. I can't wait to feel it and have it physically, um, and everything. And I'm so excited for this. So please pledge again uh, before we go. Um, Jeff, anything on a plug or anything like that, except for say hi to us at, uh, Long Beach Comic-Con?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, other, other than that, pretty much, I'd have to say, just please go on to this Kickstarter guys. I mean, this is one of the few Kickstarters that I truly believe in. I mean, I backed this, I I've held back this thing and I want to see it come to light and I want to see a good finished product here, man. So let's go ahead and get that, uh, that stuff rolling in. Let's get ourselves one good comic. Let's, uh, bring war and hope. To the Warren and Hope, and
2: when when he said again that the comicology thing is going to get released, that
0: um, probably after everything gets finalized with those first five issues. So that's is what I'm hoping for. Um, also, Jeff makes weekly uh, picks for independent comic books. If you're going to go to the store, um, might as well look at look into two other things as well. He always has two picks every week for independent comics. So yep.
2: And Albert, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at uh, what dot com. I got multiple podcasts there. The Stuff and Junk Show, which covers multiple different. Uh, random topics. Uh, spoilers, please. We just spoil discussion of movies and TV shows. Uh, I the, I saw the movie blog, which is my non-spoiler movie written reviews, and very new to the show to the network. Well, about three to four months new is our comic strip, the official Who What Worse Why the comic, which you can find at the Coco Mix Mix section of the website. Coco Mix Mix is supposed to be like my thing, where it's like creator-owned comics mix. <laughs> yeah,
1: that awesome. is awesome.
0: Thanks for listening in. Our podcasts are available on iTunes and any other podcast app, and of course, the website, thegrandgathering.com. We have articles, video series, and other podcasts available for you as well. And while you're there, go ahead and contact us. We would love to hear from you. And to stay updated, like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and we stream on Twitch. The intro is provided by Bensound.com, and you can please pledge. The War and Hope on Kickstarter right now. And please look onto uh, the Fuzzy Joseph's uh, Twitter and all that stuff for updates as well. He'll go to his website, read the first two issues for free before you know before you pledge. But just go ahead and pledge because it's totally worth it. And he's one of the most fantastic, amazing people in this world. Uh, I will say that straight up. And um, also, if you want to see his art, I already plugged this in last last episode. If you want to see his art... He did the, all the art by hand in less than an hour for the whole panel that we had at Comic-Con for Unnecessary Debates. So um, the whole panel is up on YouTube and our site as well. It's uh, it's pretty fun. We have some great guests on there. And uh, hopefully we'll bring it to uh, Stanley's Comic-Con. I will update that soon. Thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful week. And
2: GGG! Go to Kickstarter.
0: Warren Hope! Kickstarter shit